Hey everybody and welcome to Live from Spruce Drive Weekly Sports and News for your entertainment. I'm J.D. Arlen alongside Shiva Valabanini today live from Trailwinds Court. That's Shiva's house. Shiva, what's in the news today? Well, a little bit of a change of scenery today, um, but we want to talk today. This is the penultimate episode. What's that mean? Penultimate. It's like second to last. Second to last. Got it. And this guy, he's going to be a communications major. Penultimate. Like, no. No, no. All of these 10 <laughs> live viewers were just like, what's penultimate? <laughs> I thought it was a comic book thing. Oh, I had no idea. Okay. But yeah, second to last episode, we're stopping at 30, and then we'll restart um, down in West Lafayette after that. But um, thanks for tuning in. So... Shiva and I are out of high school at last. Weird. Weird feeling. Weird feeling. Graduation but, was last week. Uh, so how was your uh, graduation experience? Uh, it was good. I mean, people always complain about how long Carmel's graduation is or whatever. I don't really think that it's that long. I just think that it was like a nice transition. Like it kind of got me ready to be on my own. But I don't feel any different than I did on, say, May 20th mm-hmm. or May 21st. Yeah, you had a... I really liked your speech. Oh, thanks. That was really good. Yep, I did. I gave yeah. a speech at graduation. Good thing uh, it wasn't given to you. Like yes, the last one. The last one was very, very administration written. This one was just some guidelines like you can't be over two minutes, air quotes, and uh, you can't bash caramel, which is I think a weird <laughs> requirement, and it indicates that something has gone horribly wrong in the past. But no, I think it went all right. So, how's your summer been? Oh, uh, you know, I've been playing Overwatch a little too much, um, but... Overwatch is on what console? The PC, I play on PC, but you can play on Xbox, PS4, but the game is so fun, especially when you're playing, like, as a team on, like, voice chat or whatever, Yeah. and, like, coordinating stuff, that's, that's the most fun. Very cool. Very cool. My summer's been good. I've been lifeguarding a lot. Um, I actually just got done, Taylor, uh, my girlfriend... Uh, was in town for an entire week so I just took her home yesterday um but it's been good I mean like it's weird like not having her around now after living with her for an entire week like I'll wake up in the morning and just be like man I'm so cold and then I'll be like well too bad like I don't know what to do anymore so 28 days go by from today um and today is June 2nd and we are spending another week together in Hilton Head so my summer is just gonna be Nose to the grindstone, get through those 28 days, and then have fun, for the most part. Sounds good. Sounds like a plan. Yeah. Something that we wanted to talk about just before we get to our song of the week here is just the weird tradition of grad parties. Yeah. Don't you just think it's kind of weird? Like, I had one, and you had one, so, like, we have to play by the rules here to get the money from... That's why people have grad parties. It's not to see... It's to get money. Yeah. But it's just kind of a strange tradition. It's also, like kind of awkward because it's not like a party where you just go and you're like uh you know hanging out dancing yeah Yeah. no no you go and you like find the person out of like the the fraction of the people that they know who are there and you're like hey what's up and then that's it then you find that group of people who you kind of know you know yeah i've seen zach garden house so many times oh really these grad parties like we've become friends you've got you've got like a mutual friendship uh in a lot of people yeah i think it's weird i also think that it's weird that a lot of people have them on the same day um last weekend or maybe it was a couple weekends ago 
On the, no, it was last weekend on the 27th. There yeah, were like yeah. a million. There were literally like 40 that I got invited to. And I was like, I cannot make it. <laughs> All of these at the same time. I don't know what to do. And then I, you know, like you get in that habit of like here for 15 minutes, eat all your food. Here for 15 minutes, eat all your food. Here for 15 minutes, eat all your food. It's just strange. Yeah, no. Um, if you are a senior or a junior or anyone else in high school, instead of uh, going to the fridge when you're hungry, you just go on Facebook and see yep. which grad parties you were invited <laughs> who's to. Got, who's got <laughs> the best food at their grad party, for sure. All right, song of the week. I have one. Do you have one? No, I think this is uh, JD. Something Tells Me by Bryson Tiller, and I'll I'll start to loop it while I talk about it. I just need to make this disclaimer. The song is about a horrible relationship and a horrible breakup, none of which indicate my current relationship status. We're all good. I'm fine. We're all, it's everything is okay. But this is something tells me it's deep, it's dramatic, you'll like it. Take a listen. We gon' last, baby. We gon' last, baby. And something tells me we ain't gon' last, baby. 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 My intuition has been telling me. Trust what you said to me. You ain't never really felt love till you slept with me. I'm busy, it's no wonder you upset with me. And that is off of this new album, uh, and I cannot remember for the life of me what it's called, but oh, that's a, that's a cool name. Out. I yeah. cannot remember for the life of me what it's called <laughs> by what Tiller? Bryson Tiller. By Bryson Tiller. There you go. All right, let's go. Uh, let's go to the news and uh, new word that has made headlines: Kofifi. So, um, what is Kofifi? If you don't, we yeah. at Live from Spruce Drive have started this podcast. To figure out the essence of what this word means. Um, Do you want to give some backstory? What what does that mean? Kofi? So you know our our glorious um, president in of the United States, Donald J. Trump, tweeted out the other day. Uh, what was it again? Um, like it's C O V. Despite all the bad media, Kofifi. Kofifi. Yeah, and then. It was up for 12 hours before an aide took it down, and then he tweeted the next morning, bet you can't, like, it was something along the yeah, lines like, of, bet like, you can't figure, figure out what Kofi means. means. This person is just a meme. <laughs> Everything he does, just, he's reached meme status. Like, I don't think he can walk outside without being a meme anymore. The best thing was when Sean Spicer was like, oh, Donald Trump and his, what, like, associates, they knew what they meant when they wrote that tweet. Yeah, sure they did. <laughs> Someone fell asleep. It was late enough at night to where I like, think wait, he was eleven a.m. or something. He like was like that? type. Well, it popped up on my feed. Like I saw it pop up on my feed, and I was like, "What is going?" I thought it was like a parody account. I thought somebody changed their profile picture and their name to mess with me. But then I was like checking Twitter, and then it started trending, and I was like, "Oh, this is the actual president of the United States." It's like he was on the toilet tweeting, and then he just fell asleep. <laughs> Oh Strange. my goodness. One. Uh, so uh, there have been a ton of memes coming out. Yeah. You know, Kofifi. And you know, I think it's great. Um, I don't know what it means. I don't know what it has to do with anything, but I love the way it's being used. I think I want to make my intramural basketball team at Purdue named Team Kofifi. <laughs> I think that'd be awesome. I uh, think that'd be cool too. Um, and I was telling you before, like, might as well make this podcast titled Kofifi. Why not? Why not? Yeah. <laughs> All right. What's so, next? Talking about the Paris Accord, the United States backed out of the Paris Accord yesterday announced uh, Donald Trump and the administration decided that the U.S. would pull out of the Paris Accord 
meaning we would not take part in the UN's decision to reduce uh, carbon emissions to a certain degree uh, by a certain deadline every um, kind of term. So basically what that means is the United States will not be participating in that um, kind of saying that we're backing out of this like worldwide uh, kind of effort to reduce carbon emissions and climate and decrease the impact of climate change. Donald, President Donald Trump also said that they will be looking into other ways the U.S. can be a part of reducing climate change. But to what that is right now, we don't know. Um, what yeah. are your opinions? Well, um, first of all, I, I was not a big fan of the announcement. Um, I watched the whole thing on CNN when it happened live. And, um, you know, he kept saying, oh, I have very credible sources backing that climate change, you know, won't be effect- that affected. I have very credible sources stating that the economy will not be as affected if we pull out. But then he never cited them or he never said anything to back that up. So the problem that I had with the pulling out of the Paris Accords is I felt like he was a little uninformed as to what it actually meant. And I think the message that we're sending by backing out of these Paris Accords, well, yes, it might have been a little more costly to stay in there and to abide by these environmental regulations. Billions of dollars, though. It's showing that we're more focused on the economy than we are on saving the planet. Well, I would like to, like, if you look at any regular old American, right, their first number one problem is not the environment, it's the economy. And you can only get to a certain, like, degree of, um, what is it, wealth to start worrying about uh, problems like the uh, the environment. And then, you know, while I do vouch for the environment a ton, I feel like it was a right thing to back out of it. I still feel like the United States needs to put something um, in place of the Paris Accord so we can make an impact on climate change and um, trying to make it better for the next like generation. Because yeah. right now there's so many problems. Um, if you look at California, for example, that's like that's like ground zero for climate change disaster. Well, absolutely. But I I think that the United States definitely needs a plan sooner rather than later, because right now, since we've pulled out, there are no regulatory limits based on what the Paris Accords were. Now, obviously, there's state and federal limits still. The EPA is still a thing. There are still requirements. But the thing that was stated in the Paris Accords were about emissions. And right now, those, those are no longer standing. So I think the United States needs to act quickly to put something back, which it... You know, I'm saying this and the words are coming out of my mouth and it's like, yeah, duh. Like anybody listening to this is like, well, yeah, of course. But that should be common sense in Washington, too, that we should have a backup plan before that we pull out of it. Because now we're just stuck in this waiting twilight zone of of the unknown. That's where we are. We're in the unknown. I feel like in a lot of things like the FBI director or whatever, we've been in a kind of twilight zone. Yeah, like help! I'm slipping into a twilight zone. Um, hey, who golden sings ear- that? Uh, golden earring, uh, song of the week. Um, <laughs> no, it's too late. <laughs> I think it kind of sucks that we like the Paris Accord. It was good in that it set a smart goal. You know what smart goal are, right? Yeah. You know uh, because they had a given time, like a given goal, saying by this time we need to reduce emissions by this much, um, and that is something that's very powerful. I feel like we need something similar set in place, but something that also benefits or at least doesn't hinder the U.S. 
as much economically. Okay. Moving on. What do we got? Ooh, this is juicy. You know the Evergreen State College student protest yes. thing? About their... So, backstory. Quick backstory. In this uh, old book or whatever, there was this thing called the Day of Absence, where in the American South, all of the um, African-American and black uh, people of a, of a town would... Uh, take a day of absence so everybody in the community would know how much impact they make for their society, right? So every state college every year, they have a day of absence where all of the black students uh, leave off campus. This year, they called for, you know, why don't we make all the white students leave campus? And rather than, you know, this is kind of like the, the day of absence is kind of like, you know, we're going to make a statement by going off cam- campus, right? But now they're saying, you know, why don't it's kind of more of a forceful thing saying, why don't you all white people leave campus because we don't want you here? So that's kind of the vibe that a lot this one professor was getting. So he said he wrote a, like a, a letter in to the school um, saying, one, I, I don't think it's right saying that. Um, you should make all the white people stay off campus. And if that is the case, then I'm staying on campus. And two, professors and teachers should not be hired based off of their uh, diversity, but rather their ability to teach in science or their ability to teach in liberal arts. Um, And so this is kind of what the professor had in his letter. And oh my goodness, all these students exploded. Um, And it's kind of a thing that I've been seeing a lot lately that conservative speakers are being protested against at various college, um, and you know there a lot. You know you're you know you're a Democrat. You're a yeah. Um, and I know you're you're very tolerant on a lot of things. Um, you have a, a like a a kind of that you know a liberal like right. freedom. You know this is a good mentality, <laughs> and I and that's awesome. But I feel like for a lot of like liberals or African Americans or people of color, they're like they've become more intolerant you know and you see in their protests they're just not listening to anybody and they're just yelling i i hear i hear what you're saying i think that the day of absence um shouldn't really be for anybody um you know i don't think that the necessarily that should be like a that's not a national holiday you know it's just an evergreen state college thing uh, now because day of absence isn't really a national thing anymore um, so like, you know, I don't really know a lot about it, but like if I was white, if I was black, I would want to go to class because that's, you know, that's important. I understand the expression of like, wow, look at this. And they had the international women's day and that sort of thing. Um, but I, I don't think the professor is necessarily right or wrong on this one. I think he's right to say that, you know, he, he doesn't want to participate. It's okay to opt out of something if you're not necessarily feeling it. But I also think that he was wrong to necessarily base that on, oh, it's all the African-Americans' fault for organizing this. But, oh, you know, well, like he I didn't mean, really blame the yeah. leaders of that protest. He just kind of blamed but all th- of the students. That's not really what he said, though. In his uh, letter, well, what did he say in his letter then? Well, so basically those two points, one, uh, about, you know, about the teachers being hired, right? Mm-hmm. And I agree with that, that teachers should not be hired based off their merit, not by their diversity. Uh, and then two, um, you, you should not be able to tell a certain group of people that they shouldn't be on campus on a certain day because of their skin color. Yes, if you want to organize this day of absence for the African-American um, members of the college, 
as they did in years past, they can do that. But they have no right to tell another group of uh, people yeah. that they're not allowed to be on campus. I, I agree with you. I don't think you should be able to say necessarily one group should be over the other, no matter what the skin color is. I think is. it comes down to, like, what what kind of environment are we, like, teaching? Are, or are people being taught, right? Are Like, if you're so intolerant to hear another conversation, what's the point of having free speech? Because free speech, and I wrote this down, freedom of speech is not for the speech we find comfortable, but also the ones we find offensive, right? I, yeah, I think there's a line. I think there's a line between expressing your ideas and being offensive. And this isn't necessarily one of those times, you know, this is more an expression thing, which yeah. technically falls under the freedom of speech. So but what I'm saying like, is actually the words out of your mouth. If you something more controversial or you disagree with something, right, that doesn't give you the right to block them out entirely. Right, right. I understand that. Yeah, that 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 is a good, you know... That that is a good quote. That it it truly doesn't. Now there's limits to the freedom of speech. There's you know it doesn't protect yeah. hate speech and fighting words and there's two others that I can't remember. But I feel like treasonous. It's really it's really else. well me like if I was at that school I'm a person of color too. I would just be like well, what the heck are you guys doing like you would go to class and stuff. yeah no yeah. I'd be like this is you guys are being nonsense and I know people would hate me for that um, but. I don't know. That's, I just want to give my two cents, see okay. what you had to think about yeah. it. Yeah, sure. So we got we to gotta hurry up through the next two to get to sports. But yeah, let's. Um, what you got? You know, I'm going to skip over to uh, something I've been holding off against for some time. After a, a long dry spell, I finally returned with some sciencey space news. So here we go. Scientists have been looking at this bruise from a collision uh, with a parallel universe, or that's a theory. So in the in this region of space um, that they found in 2015, scientists came close to figuring out that this cold region of space, which is abnormally cold, like every part around it was like a much higher temperature, um, and and but just in this one spot, it was really really cold. So what they figured out was, you know, what kind? they tried to figure some theories out. One of the most um, fantastical theory is one that it, that is where there could have been a collision with, like, a parallel universe. Very cool. So uh, if you think about it, <clears throat> anything about comic book-wise, it's like the same theory. Um, so with the string theory, it's kind of like each... Uh, like universe or whatever has like different fundamental like units that like bind it together um, and they each uh, like vibrate like at different frequencies um, so basically you could have a superposition of parallel universe in the same place kind of like on top of each other but since they're like at different like frequencies per se that means um yeah. That they could be in the same place, but not in the same place. So they're speculating that this... So I heard one theory, and it's uh, way less science-y and way less, way less based, in fact. Actually, it was on Tumblr. 
um, which is where I unfortunately uh, have been reading a lot of my science lately. Um, that is that your dreams and, and the things that you do. Somebody said, what if, what if that's the parallel universe? What oh, if, dude, that's so weird. And I, I kept thinking, like, what if somebody's dreaming my life? What a boring dream to have. You're lifeguarding for eight consecutive hours. You have to tell, like, a thousand kids to walk every single day. That would be a terrible dream. I apologize to my alternate universe selves and my parallel universe selves because that is a terrible dream to have to sit through for however long you're asleep. I have some really, really cool, vivid dreams. Um, you're having a heck of a time in yeah, some other in my, universe. Yeah, in some other universe. <laughs> what, what, what do you dream about, J.D.? Dude, I, I haven't dreamt in so long. I, I dream about going to West Lafayette to start my college career. How about that? Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, what okay. You, and what are in your vivid dreams? So, like, last night, it was, like, some, like, really weird, like, like, like Overwatch thing. Because I've been playing a ton. So, of like, course. This was, this was, like, some, like, weird, like, action, like... Like thing, so I was like defending something or whatever, mm-hmm. and I was like winning. I don't know. It was cool, all, and that's I remember like like gunfire and like it was like some Damn. like sick like like paint war stuff. It was like Where colorful. You go? No, it was great. It was great. That's cool. Had a fun time. Yeah. All right. Well, with that, we're gonna send it over to a very quick sports. Thank you, Audio Bed. We we didn't keep track of the MLS because you know who else watches MLS that watches our show? No one. So moving on, we're gonna talk about the NBA Finals. The Golden State Warriors curb stomped the Cavs last night. Yeah, one and zero series. Um, I it, it had to be one thirteen Warriors to ninety one Cavs. Do abs- you think? Okay. Yeah. I'm thinking Warriors can win in four. Warrior, you think a sweep? Yeah. Wow. I don't. I hope you don't jinx it. I mean, okay. I I think that's what should happen, but I'm pretty sure. Maybe we'll get to we'll get to six. We'll see LeBron and yeah. like all that stuff go down. He'll like get like a ton of plays, a uh, ton of baskets. Well, um, since since that game was at the Oracle Arena, since that was actually in Oakland. I, I think that we're going to see more games because I think the Cavs are going to take their two in Cleveland. Do you think we're going to – where do you think it's going to end? Game six. Game six? Game okay. six. So I think Warriors 4-2. So we're four on the two. same page here. Yeah. But I think Warriors have it. I just don't think it's going to be a clean sweep. But Do you think – LeBron so – We got – who's on the Warriors right now? Um, well, it's the it's – the, you know the, the top the, the top dastardly scores. duo of two and then two more of Kevin Durant and Steph Curry – Match with Clay Thompson and, um, I mean, Draymond Green has been huge in this playoff. So they've got those two pairs, whereas let's list the amount of impact players last night on the Cavs. LeBron James, LeBron James, LeBron James, LeBron James, LeBron James. That's all they really have because the other teammate, LeBron's teammates last night shot 31.6% from the field. 31.6. That is terrible. If you take that out of basketball terms, that means you pitch up 10 shots and you only make three of them. Yikes! You take LeBron out of the situation. And Let's say he gets hurt. Wait, so Cavs are done. Cavs without LeBron, gone. Uh, yeah, they don't even make the finals. Cavs without LeBron. I mean, they have who? Tristan Thompson and. But so, do you think? I don't know. Did Will get to game Kyrie six Irving? with? See, you know, we got big. You you, 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 you name them out. The big playmakers at uh, Golden, Golden State. State. 
Do you think with with those four those four or five guys on that team making those plays and yeah. you know you know the, the Warriors is a big team effort while Cavs are being carried right now by one guy. Well, I'll tell you what, you can never bet against LeBron. That's something I've learned through sports broadcasting over the years is that the more that you doubt him, the better he does. So we're going to see these games in Cleveland, and it's really going to come down to who wants it more, and I think LeBron does. So I think that the two that we play in Cleveland are, are pretty much sealed the deal for the Cavs. They're obviously going to take a lot away from this one. You, you have to remember, too, I mean, the Cavs lost to the—they did not sweep. They did yeah. not get here undefeated. Klay Thompson hasn't lost since he timed the toaster before the postseason. They're 12-0 right now. They are 12-0, and 0, which I mean, is the, huge. The Cavs— could do it again. I mean, I mean, the Warriors could do it again. Or sorry, no. Golden State University. Will Golden they, State University. Will they make it through to and win? I would all like. The way? To, I would like to see that. I am not a big LeBron fan. No, I'm not so either. I, I would. I would think that the answer to that would be yes. What What about you? I think the the Warriors are going to make it. They're going to win, and we're going to see people like Steph Curry um, put up on the pedestal. Um, the, he's already going to be one of the greats. Yeah. If he wins this again. Yep. Well, absolutely. All right. Well, that just about does it. And you know why? Is because Shiva Valbadini and myself have a little bit of an evening date tonight. We are going Ooh. to see Wonder Sorry, Woman. Sorry, Taylor. <laughs> this guy is taken. Yeah. We're tonight. Uh, we are going to see Wonder Woman at Regal. Um, Sam, so we've got to we've got to get over there. It's nine oh three right now. Our show is at nine. 9- 20 and it's gonna sell out yeah but we should get over there so anyway uh that is all for today check we us will out talk oh, go to ahead. you about our patreon and sponsorships next episode uh ending off the season be sure to check in next time for the the what season, the one, season finale. one finale of live pursuit strike find me on twitter at arlenjd you probably already done that find shiva at sval 40 send us your questions um we're gonna stop the face to be illustrated because we only have one more show left but next time you tune in it's gonna be a doozy so we will see you next time